Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on? Happy Monday, everybody. Today is January 16th, 2023. This is Elijah Fire episode 162. Very exciting times. Very exciting episode planned for you guys. Also, um, a lot of you know, some of you don't, we do teaching series on Elijah Fire. So we'll bring on somebody and they'll commit to anywhere between two to four weeks. Uh, and it'll be the same same day, same time, four weeks in a row in this case. We started a new series last week, Understanding Healing, and it's with Ivanatia. Amazing, amazing first episode, you guys. Part one of four was last Wednesday. Amazing. So if you have not watched it yet, uh, or you forgot about it or whatever, or you were going to pass on it, I would encourage you to, Yvonne is a really gifted teacher and really goes in depth. She's also a native Egyptian and she spent time living in Australia. Now she lives in America. And so she has a great understanding of Western mindsets versus Eastern mindsets, a lot of Middle Eastern context of scripture, amazing teacher talking about healing. She has a lot of experience. Her and her husband, Mina, both have a lot of experience of the laying on of hands and seeing healing and all that great stuff. So great first episode. Second episode is going to be on Wednesday. So you got a little bit of time. Um, if you, the easiest way, if you're on YouTube is just to go to our playlist tab and you'll see series six, understanding healing, featuring Ivana Tia, go check it out. You guys are going to be really blessed. Even if you were thinking of passing on it, highly recommend this one. So good. Great foundational teachings for the start of 2023 as well. So check it out. Um, okay. Um, the last time I had this guest on, she went by a different name. So same guest. And for those of you who have not drawn the conclusion, Victoria Rich is Victoria Sosa. So there you go. I'm blowing minds right now. They're like, whoa, yeah, you're right. She was on at the end of September with her brother, Josh. They were talking about their amazing time in Kenya and what God did there. But that was way back in September. And we left her alone because she got married. And I was like, I'm just going to let her be at peace and then we'll, we'll bug her later. Um, but we love her and I'm so stoked to have her back. So, um, yeah, she's an author. She, she's, uh, the author of good girl, good girl book, which is amazing. Uh, link is in the description. If you want to buy that, she's also the co-founder of crave. Let's give it up for my guest today, Victoria Sosa. Hey, welcome back. Hey, thank you so much for having me. This yeah. is the First thing I've done with a new name. Oh, this man. is exciting. Yeah. Is it weird? Do you still, or is it, were you so ready to, to take on another name? Oh, it's weird. I'm looking down there at the screen where my name is and that's, that's pretty weird. I've never yeah. seen that before. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So you're committing to it. You're not doing like Victoria, Rich, Sosa. You're just going no, like, full on. I'm yeah. taking the name. I'm taking yeah. my husband's name. Yeah. My <laughs> wife was the same way. She was just like, people figure it out. I'm just changing it to Tharp. So yeah, yeah we got to have awesome. Okay. So September was the last time we had you on the show mm -hmm. and a lot has happened from mm -hmm. September to this very moment right now. So why don't you just walk mm -hmm. us through everything? There's been some crazy stuff, some awesome stuff, but then some crazy, crazy, bad, yeah. crazy, good, all that mm -hmm. stuff. So go for it. You are so right. Crazy, good, crazy, bad. Um, and in the midst of all of it, God has been absolutely wonderful and good. But uh, yeah, September was right before our Mexico wedding. We had two weddings, um, which was crazy. If anyone has ever planned one wedding, you know how crazy it is to plan two. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe that. Uh, I can't believe that we committed to that, but we did. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we had a, a wedding in Mexico in October, and then we had a U.S. wedding here in Kentucky in November. And uh, both of those ceremonies was just absolutely beautiful. For those of you that have read my book, you know what a miracle um, it is that I'm married. I'm 30. Oh, I'm 33 now. Uh, and I was 32 when we got married. Um, I waited until marriage. So that was quite uh, the wait, quite yeah. the miracle when we got married and learned so much just through through that. Uh, but then I think six weeks, six ish weeks after the Kentucky wedding, 
Um, my husband, Rob, was in a horrific car accident, and that is why I'm on this show today. I, I just want to talk to you guys about that, what the Lord has taught me through this tragedy that we're still walking through. Um, and oh my goodness, I just want to pour my heart out to everyone because I know there's so many of you that you're standing in the midst of tragedy. You're standing in the midst of something that seems hopeless. Um, I, I even know that there are viewers that you had to come home one day and your child had killed themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there are people that have gone through things we, that are unimaginable. And I don't even know sometimes how some of us even make it. Uh, we, it, it's just God. It's miraculously God and his grace that gets us through. But yeah, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Awesome. Um, no. So about six weeks after the second wedding, um, Rob and I were moving into our new little house. You know, we're newlyweds. We're stocking it with towels and the refrigerator just got there and we're cleaning and we're getting everything ready. Uh, and uh, we're heading back to my parents' house for dinner. And we took two separate cars. I was using my dad's car because we had so much stuff to move. And he was behind me in our car. And I, I arrive at our parents' house first. And I, I start saying, where's Rob? What's taking him so long? And I, I just keep getting more and more worried um, because it's taking a lot of time. And um, my phone was actually dead uh, on this day for some reason. And my mom gets a call from Rob on her phone. And I actually pick it up. And I can hear screaming. I can hear a lot of voices. Uh, Rob is screaming something I cannot understand. Uh, if you don't know, my husband's from Mexico. And honestly, my first thoughts were he was pulled over and they're arresting him. And I don't know what's going on. I was just absolutely freaking out. I yelled to my dad, you know, let's get in the car. He's got to be on this road because we live or they live on a, a main highway here. So I said, he's got to be close. My dad and I, we get in the car, we pull out and we drive for literally 10 seconds. And I see the lights. I see the, the police car lights, the ambulance lights, and my heart breaks. It sinks. Um, fear that I've never felt before came over me. And I start screaming, it's a car wreck, Dad. It's a car wreck. I can't believe it. It's a car wreck. And I can see our car absolutely smashed. I mean... You would think whoever's in that car has not survived. And if they did survive, there is absolutely no way that they're going to be able to walk. Um, my dad, he looks at me and he reassures me. He says, you know what, Tori? It's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. We have to trust the Lord. Um, I jump out of the car and I'm running towards uh, this car that has been in this accident where Rob is. I'm running towards the smashed totaled. I mean, uh, they're telling me here they lost the photos of the car. We were going to show you, um, but just absolutely wrecked. Um, he was going through a green light very slowly and a guy ran a red light and just absolutely smashed him super hard on his driver's side. And um, if we had the photos, you would see the even the seat was smashed. I don't, I don't even know how his legs or uh, his hip bones weren't just absolutely done with. I, I, I don't, well, it's, it's a miracle. It's all a miracle. Um, so I'm running towards this car and the Lord allowed faith to rise up in me. And somehow I, I don't know how, but somehow there's, there's a picture right there. Yeah, you can see just totally smashed on that side. He was the only one in the car. There's the, the seat right there. It even took out the middle console, just smashed everything. Just a miracle. So I'm running towards this car in the middle of the highway. I don't know how I wasn't hit. Um, and all these people are surrounding the car and my husband is screaming things that don't make sense. And I go into the car and I'm just trying to calm him down. I'm trying to get him out of this car. He's screaming in pain. Um, I can tell that 
He can't move his legs. So I'm thinking, oh my God, is he paralyzed? What's going on? I'm just, I'm trying to calm him down, trying to answer questions. The policeman's asking me questions. Where's his license? You know, just absolute chaos. Uh, And in the middle of that, somehow the Lord gave me strength and bravery and courage. I didn't break down. I didn't cry. I answered the questions. I remember looking across the street and I saw my mom and her friend and I start screaming, just pray, pray. Like, like a soldier, I was screaming. I didn't care who was around. I was just screaming at them to pray and pray now. We had to have Jesus now. And I'm just screaming in the middle of the road, Jesus, you know. They get him out of the car. Uh, they put him in the ambulance. And my husband is from Mexico. He speaks really good English. It's a miracle. He's only been speaking English for a year and a half. Uh, but he likes to have me there as security and make sure he understands everything. He wanted me to be with him. And he's he's begging the guys to let me be in the ambulance. Um, it was all just so heartbreaking. But they take him. And he doesn't remember anything for about five or six hours. He was out of his mind, uh, which I believe was the grace of God. I'm so glad he doesn't remember the pain um, because his pelvis was pretty shattered um, and he had to get himself out of that car. I don't know how how he did it. Um, I also don't know how he made multiple phone calls. First to me, my phone was dead. Uh, and then to my mom, he doesn't remember doing that. I don't know how he did it. I don't even know how he was speaking in English to the policeman and the the help that was there. Uh, it was all miraculous. Um, but at that time, we didn't know if he would walk. We didn't know if his brain was okay. I mean, he was saying the same thing on repeat for hours. I'm like, oh, dear Lord. I was praying over his brain. But something that I want to... Uh, really hit on is is this when I was standing in the road and I was trying to calm him down I had to step away because I couldn't look at him trying to get out I just couldn't do it it was too painful I had to just look away and I don't want to cry this is the first time I've told the story it's very fresh Mm. but I'm just so thankful to Jesus I'm so thankful because in that moment when I didn't know if my five, six week old husband would ever walk again, I began to hear the Lord's prayer. It was, it was like Jesus was praying it over me. And I knew somehow that that is the prayer I had to pray in that moment. You know, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that I am a part of your kingdom and I know that your will will be accomplished. Give us this day our daily bread. And it was like, as I was standing in the road, the Lord was preaching a sermon to me and explaining to me how I needed to pray in that moment. Amazing. It was like the Holy Spirit was there saying, okay, Tori, this is what you do when something like this happens. This is what you do when the worst thing you could ever imagine happens. You pray the perfect prayer. And I knew that heaven had to give me, my father had to give me what I had to have for that day. And he had it for me. And that gave me peace, Jeff. It just totally calmed me down. I knew that he would give me that bread. And I didn't know what bread I needed. I didn't know if my husband needed a miracle to walk. I didn't know if he needed his mind back. I I didn't know, but I knew God knew. And that is the bread that he would feed us for that day. And it gave me peace. Yeah. Well, it's just like in a situation like that, uh, fear is right at the door, you mm. know? Uh, I mean, if anything, you're fully submerged in the pool of fear, you know, like, and, and to look for the life preserver, um, or even the line to pull you out of that. There it is. Mm. The Lord's prayer. Yeah. So. And 
to be honest, I mean, I've known Jesus my whole life. My parents are pastors. I've been speaking in tongues since I was a kid, uh, being a part of revivals and fire. And um, but I haven't, you know, you know, some people say the Lord's Prayer every single day. That's just a part of what they do. I haven't been that kind of person, but I am now. Yeah. And uh, it's it's not something I've just really thought about for some reason, but in the midst of that tragedy, the Lord illuminated to me why that is how we should pray. And more specifically, every single thing in that prayer is exactly what we need for our day. You know, don't lead us into temptation, Uh protect us from the evil one, forgive us our sins, our debts, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. You know, we're proclaiming all of these things that are true. And when we proclaim the truth, it protects us from the enemy and all of the darkness that he is literally just throwing at us everything that he can possibly do, especially in those moments where we have to decide to to stand on the word of God, to stand in truth or to cripple in fear. And allow the enemy to absolutely take over our mind, yeah, which can be easy to do. Yeah. Yep. Yes, it can. Okay. So um, the car accident happened Mm -hmm. and all that. What happened next? Yeah. We went to the local hospital here and you guys know how that goes. It just, it takes hours to find out anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm being positive the whole time, just thinking he's probably just sore. Uh, I know people that have had similar accidents. He's probably just sore. Um, Still out of his mind, asking the same thing over and over and over, maybe for five hours. Uh, They come in and they tell us we're going to have to, you know, quickly send him to Nashville, which is a couple hours away to Vanderbilt uh, because the, the brakes are so bad. We can't treat it here. And there's another level of fear. And then they started talking about internal bleeding and concussions. And if the internal bleeding didn't stop, this could happen. And then they talked about blood clots getting to his heart. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, I just can't believe this is my life. Mm -hmm. I can't believe this is my husband. Like, why him? He's the kindest, most pure. Why didn't this happen to me? Like, um, you know, you're having all these thoughts and you have such compassion for the, the love of your life that's laying there in this pain. Um, so they take him in the ambulance and my, my parents took me behind the ambulance. We had to go and get our things. Uh, so a friend of mine dropped me off to my house to gather a few things uh, before we left for the trip. And this was the first time I was alone since the accident. Oh, man. And um, Satan was right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just like we see in scripture uh, when Jesus is in the garden and he's praying or when Jesus goes away to fast and Satan comes with temptation and lies. I experienced that um, exactly the way the scripture talks about, which just blows my mind that he's still doing the exact same thing that he's always done. That blows my mind. Um, but yeah, so I get out of my friend's car. And there it hits me, the lie, pity. Why has this happened to you? God, where are you? And you know what? David said similar things um, in the midst of his tragedy. And we see that in the Bible a little bit. God, you know, why have you forsaken me? Where are you, God? Um, Those are the thoughts that I immediately had when I was alone. And it's okay to have those thoughts as long as you don't believe them or stay there in that thought. As long as you don't agree with that thought, agree with that pity. Because what we see in Psalms, I was reading it the other night, where David is crying out to God, God, where are you? (laughs) You have forsaken me. I'm surrounded on all sides. And then immediately he says, you are good. You are holy. And he begins to praise God immediately. And that's immediately what I began to do. I recognized it was a lie. And I just, I caught that lie. I shoved it back to hell and I lifted my hands. It was dark outside. I was in the yard and I just began to say, holy is your name, oh God. I worship you are holy. You are good. And remember at this time, I didn't know if he would walk. 
Right. I, di- I didn't know what was going to happen. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Um, he was alive and that's what I was thankful for. And I pray to God that if he would have taken him, I still could have worshiped. I pray that I have that kind of heart. Mm-hmm. And I know that many of you, you did have that kind of heart. And wow, what a hero you are. Um, but it's, it's just so crazy to me that Satan does the same thing over and over. I know, over. right? Mm. He's so filthy. He is such yeah. a liar. He can't do anything but lie. And in those moments where we feel our weakest, there he is to present a lie. And it's up to us to accept and believe that lie and stand on that lie as truth or to say, no, that's not the truth. My God has the truth. This is his word. And this is what I will stand on. Yeah. Yeah. We have to do that in those Mm -hmm. times. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that. I I see a note in here in your, the notes, faith in hopelessness, like how to have faith when all hope is lost. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, obviously I'm sure there was some of it where you, uh, having built up a good prayer life, a good there's some things that you may default to grabbing a hold of, but mm-hmm. then there's also some things where you had to, like you described, you had to actually like, hold on. You had to spot the lie and mm-hmm. you had to kind of about face and go in a different direction than maybe your emotions wanted to go. So, yeah, you have to, in those moments, decide really who you are. If I'm a, if I'm a child of the King, I believe he is ruler over everything then I have to decide my king knows best Mm -hmm. and my king allowed this thing to happen and I will trust him. I am his servant. I am his daughter. And uh, you have to make that decision in those times. And some of you, you may be in that time right now. You may be in a deciding time where the enemy is presenting to you every day, lie upon lie upon lie. And maybe you're stuck in that depression or in that anxiety. I'm telling you, when we were driving to Nashville, (laughs) the anxiety was hitting me pretty hard. You know, Um, is the internal bleeding going to kill him? What if what if they can't control it in the ambulance? What if he freaks out because I'm not there? What if he starts remembering Um, and, and really just deciding in those moments? to if you have the gift uh, to speak in heavenly tongues, to pray in the spirit, pray in the the perfect prayer as the Bible describes it to it really allow the spirit of God to intercede through you um, saved me as well. And just continuing to proclaim the word. I was in such a bad shape. I couldn't hardly let anything come out of my mouth. That wasn't his word. Hmm. And that is really what saved my mind and my heart. in that moment as well. Well, you have to know the word though. So someone might be like, but I I don't, I don't know the scripture enough or I don't, um, I would just encourage you to get in his word and try your best to meditate on it. As the Bible says, get it inside your heart, inside your spirit. You don't know what's coming. You've got to have your weapon. You've got to have the gifts of the spirit to combat hell. Hell is after us. The Bible says we are in a war. Mm-hmm. This is a daily war. We, we, we wake up and we are in a war yeah. and we have to have our weapons to fight. The word of God is that weapon. So how do we stand? We stand on the word of God. We stand with our prayer life. We stand with our trust in him and believing what the word says. Yeah. And I think too, with like tongues, I mean, there's been plenty of times in my life where I had, I, my, my brain was so clouded with like doubt or like if I was going through something really intense and defaulting to praying in tongues, man, Mm -hmm. like was like when I didn't know what to pray or if you're like in a, you're interceding over someone or whatever. And you get into these moments where you're like, I don't, I have no word, like I, no words are coming to me to, and so then switching to that, that gear of praying in tongues, man, like that's. Sometimes mm-hmm. that brings the breakthrough that we're looking for. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm a huge advocate for speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Jesus literally said to his disciples and apostles, you will do a few of these things. You know, you will lay hands on the sick. They will recover. You will cast out demons in my name. You will speak in heavenly tongues. And um, it amazes me that so many of us Jesus followers are afraid of not all of those things or one of those things. Um, and, And the Lord really uh, he he was he was trying his best to give us this weapon, um, and it it just blows my mind that so many people are afraid of tongues. I don't know if I can really talk about that or not. I mean, but, I don't know why you can't. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd and, say it if you didn't. <laughs> and not so much afraid too. I get so many messages um, of people saying, you know, I'm I'm not doing it right, or you know, what if I'm faking it, or. Mm. Um, you know, my husband, actually, he was visiting me. We were dating and we had a big revival at my church and he wanted to speak in heavenly tongues and have that gift. And he said to me, well, what if I'm not doing it right? What if the Lord is not pleased with how I'm doing it? And I felt the Holy Spirit uh, come over me in that moment. I said to him, Rob, when you have a son, are you going to be angry with him for trying to do something you told him he could do and something you wanted to give to him? Are you going to be mad because he's trying to open that gift? You know, if he's a little guy and he can't rip open the gift fast enough or he, he doesn't open it the way you want him to, that doesn't exist. That's just, that's such a lie from the enemy. And actually he received the gift. um, I think that night at church, um, just free. From the the lies of the enemy, but yeah, yeah I just, I'm a huge encourager. I've walked so many people through in the DMs of speaking in tongues, and they felt like they couldn't get it, or uh, they were just thinking too hard, or believing lies of the enemy. And it, it was one of the things I had to have walking through this mm-hmm. when he was laying in the hall in that hospital, out of his mind. I had to pray in tongues over him. I had to war. And I knew that the enemy was trying to take his legs. I knew the enemy was trying to take our legacy. He was coming against our future children. I knew. He doesn't get it. That's the best part. He doesn't, he didn't get it. He doesn't get it. No, he didn't win whatsoever. Um, And I know, I know that the enemy was attacking him. Uh, actually God showed Rob while we were dating, he came to him in a dream and he said, uh, you and Tori will call her grace because I will give you great grace. Hmm. And we didn't know, uh, at the time, you know, we were like, oh, well, we had a lot of grace meeting and it was miraculous and amazing. And the ring story is miraculous. But, uh, I was like, you know, those were cool things, but now I understand he literally saved his life. Mm-hmm. And he saved our future children's life. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's just so much prophetic attached to yeah. this. Um, so many layers. So many layers. layers. Yeah. Uh, when we were dating as well, the three people um, prophesied over us to marry quickly. And that was one of the reasons that we we did it quick, as quick as we could. I can't imagine going through this, not being married. I have to help him do every single thing. He can't do anything on his own. It would just wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Um, it just worked. Yeah, pre- yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, God was showing us every step of the way. Something's coming, guys. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We always think that our miracle is coming in a beautiful way. And sometimes it does. <laughs> sometimes it does. But sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's birthed through hardship. It's yeah. birth through, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes Absolutely. gold has to be tried in the fire. Well, not sometimes. Mm-hmm. It always does. Yeah. Gold has to be tried in the fire. And the Lord will allow, uh, just like we were talking about with Joe. Um, let me pull this up here. Job 2 and 1. And I won't read every single part of this, but uh, you can read it for yourself, guys. Uh, Satan comes in with the angels before the Lord. 
The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan said, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. The Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And I really feel like this is my husband. Like, have you considered Rob and his pure heart and his kindness? Um, There's no one like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. So God is like, you did all of these things and he's still worshiping me. And Satan replies, skin for skin, a man will give all he has for his life. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well, then he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord, afflicted Job with painful sores. And Job took a piece of pottery and scraped himself and sat among the ashes. His wife said, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. He replied, you are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all of this, Job did not sin in what he said. I think that response to his wife is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Are we only going to accept the good and not the trouble? If he's king, he's king over everything. If he's king, he's king, period. Mm -hmm. No matter what. And even though we may be afflicted, even though we may be in pain, you may have sickness in your body. You may have just suffered a horrible death in your family. But we will accept the good and we will accept the bad from our king and we will trust him in the midst of all of it. We will worship him in the midst of all of it. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. Yeah. And something I've talked about often and will forever talk often about it is the whole idea of looking at situations and it's like we we expect like when we're praying for a blessing or something, let's distill this down really, really, really uh, simple. Okay. If I say, uh, if I'm praying to God and I say, God, teach me to be more loving. Well, guess what? There are going to be opportunities that you are going to go through hardship to become more loving because the only way that you can become more loving towards someone is when you have to love someone who's difficult to love. And so um, we see this whole idea modeled in the physical, where if you want to get good at guitar, you're going to have to build up calluses, right? You're going to have to go through pain Mm -hmm. in order to be able to build up a tolerance to that type of instrument. Same goes for exercise. If I'm going to, if I want to build muscle, you're going to have to exhaust those muscles and you're going to get muscle soreness and fatigue and you're going to have to go through that whole process. So, but you know that the end result is strength or endurance or whatever the case may be. The same applies to the things of the spirit, strength Mm -hmm. and endurance, uh, going through difficult things. Um, And so even if, you know, you're going through this thing and Satan obviously was at the center of causing this thing, trying to take Rob's life, God is going to use and redeem everything. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't waste it. And so what you guys are going through now, you obviously have, you can kind of see some, some idea of certain things that are happening in your life, but there are also things that you're going to look back at even two years from now and go, Whoa, if we hadn't gone through this and obviously God, you redeemed that we wouldn't be doing this thing right here. And that's, that's That's always an exciting thing, even if it doesn't feel even if it doesn't feel like it in the moment, mm-hmm. um, it's always great to yeah. see. Yeah. And you know what? Um, when I was driving home to go to my parents for dinner and Rob was behind me, I had that moment, Jeff, it reminded me when you were talking about it, I had a moment with Jesus and I, for some reason, something just came over me and I started to pray and cry. And I said, Lord, I just want a clean heart. I want a purified heart. I want to be pure in your sight. And literally 10 minutes later, I mean, wham, he's right behind me. He gets slammed. It's it's so true. When we truly desire those things of God, like for real, for real, he will say, okay, let's do this thing. I'll walk with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm going to teach you. And that's something Rob has been saying through this as well, that, 
you know, we have to go through things for our faith to strengthen. This is how we grow. And if everything was perfect all of the time, we wouldn't even know how to trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't know how to stand on his word. We, we wouldn't have compassion for people that go through hard things, worse things than what, what we've been through. That's something that I just couldn't hardly shake when I was in the hospital and I had my husband. I was looking at him. He was alive. I was just so consumed with compassion. I think the Holy Spirit was doing something in me. And putting that on me. Um, but I would close my eyes and I would think of the people that ran to those cars and people had to hold them back because their husband was not alive. No kidding. Their yeah. kid was not alive. Their baby wasn't alive. And my God, it happens every day. Or you walk in your home and your child has killed themselves. Or I would just cry and cry and cry with a compassion that I'd never had before. But the Lord was was doing all these things in us through this tragedy, and it was and is beautiful. And I'm so thankful for the heart that he is giving us through all of this. And and I'll say this, too. If if we would have listened to the lie and believed the lie of the enemy, he would have stolen and taken um, some things and taken some ground. And if Satan can't kill you because he lost, he didn't kill my husband. He didn't take his legs away. He didn't take uh, his functioning away to be able to have children. Mm -hmm. Um, He lost in all of those areas, but he doesn't stop when he loses. He just tries to take something else. And uh, he was consuming me with um, torment about just about the accident. I kept having, Replays. Yeah, sure. memories, replays. Just I couldn't close my eyes. I couldn't sleep. Uh, and at first, I just thought, well, this, this, I guess this is just normal. I've never been through anything like this. It just must be trauma. Uh, and then my mom, she told me the same thing was happening to her, but she knew it was Satan. And she knew that Satan was trying to trap us in that memory and in that moment. And if he couldn't steal his life, then he would try to steal our minds. And uh, the Lord delivered me of that complete deliverance. Amen. 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 Yeah. So how is, how is Rob doing now? He is good. He still can't uh, walk without a walker. Um, He's in good spirits. He's actually sitting right over there. Amening and nodding (laughs) and enjoying this. Um, Another miracle that happened is uh, we went to my church, our church, the, the Sunday after the accident. And uh, he just actually told me before the show that he heard my mom say once that our church was a house of healing. And so in his mind, he said, Lord, I'm going to get to the house of healing. Mm. And so we made it uh, and it was difficult, but we did it. And um, people prayed for him. And specifically this woman of God danced around him. And it was a very special moment. But later that night, he told me when he was uh, getting ready for bed, he said, Tori, I I feel healed. Hmm. My pain is not the same. I feel healed. He said, I know that I have to strengthen. My bones have to go back into place and those things need to happen. But I am healed. And he was on heavy, heavy pain medication. Um, And since that day, he has not been on heavy medication. I think he took Tylenol for a day or two. Yeah. He hasn't even had Tylenol in weeks. Awesome. He is on no medication. He has no pain. God has absolutely blown our minds every mm. step. I've seen that happen with certain people. I knew this guy who um, he slipped and then he he had a, his femur just full on snapped. Mm. And that's a very painful break apparently. Mm. And he felt absolutely no pain. And, Hmm. uh, he had people pray over him and obviously it's interesting. Healing is an interesting thing because sometimes instant healing on, I've seen torn ACLs, like full on just snapped ACLs get healed guy, like was wearing a leg brace. All of a sudden he walks away, comes back, doesn't have his leg brace on and we're all like, dude, dude, you know, and he's like squatting down and everything. Um, 
But then other times you'll just have the pain removed and you still have to walk through the healing. Yeah. But you always learn something through it. Like I, I got a really gnarly burn on my hand. It wasn't a third degree burn and it was on fire. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, like not literally fire did touch it. And then, you know, but it was so, it hurt so bad. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And then my, we told my sister and my niece who was two at the time prayed for me and she did an, a voice text and, and sent it to me. And that from the second she said, amen, the pain left. Oh like I could, I could touch it and feel it. But just nothing. No, they didn't give me pain wow. medication or anything. And nice. they gave they filled out like a, a oxycodone or something like that. I didn't even. Mm -hmm. I didn't even. I didn't even fill out the thing. I was like, you know what? I was like, God <laughs> healed me. I was like, Amen. we're just gonna go for it. So it's always interesting to see how God does those things. Mm -hmm. uh, so it looks like in the case with Rob, obviously, I'm. I know that there was some definitely some measure of protection from it being worse than it was undeniable. Yeah. I mean, you mm -hmm. see that car, you're like, yeah. Ooh. Um, but yeah. So it's always interesting to see how God does the things that he does. Yeah. And we just have to trust him mm -hmm. every step of the way. Yeah. Uh, we can't get angry that he doesn't heal us fast enough. Again, we just got to put him in his rightful place. And that is on the throne. And he knows what is best and he will use everything for our good. That's right. That's right. So let's talk about standing on promises, right? So you obviously had a husband not for that long before this happened. Yeah. And ultimately there was, there was a moment where you had to fully, was there any specific moment for you where you were like, boom, you felt a shift where you were like, no, you know what? And then just, never looked back or was it a gradual process of, of just re constant reminding yourself, you know, climbing out of the pit of despair, proverbial pit of despair. What was that process like? Oh, I think that the Lord anointed me pretty quick to fight uh, for my promise. Yeah, um, I just started fighting right away. Like a soldier. I was in the middle of that road <laughs> screaming at Satan. Uh, I was fighting. And uh, it wasn't until days later that I started breaking down and crying and having the memories. Uh, but for the first couple of days, I was fighting. I was warring in the spirit and standing um, on my promise. I knew that the Lord was not going to rip this out of my hands right away. Uh, I, I just knew he wasn't going to do that to me. I knew the, the prophetic words that we had gotten right before this. Uh, he even gave me a dream two days before the accident and I, I had a dream that someone was trying to kill Rob. I woke up real early wow. in the morning. Yes. And I started pleading the blood over his life, rebuking Satan. Um, so, I mean, just crazy how God set all of this up, warned us, gave us words to stand on, prophetic words uh, to stand on during this process, during the fear. And what if we can't have children? What if, um, you know, what's going to happen? We had to stand on what he had told us in the past. Mm -hmm. We had to go back and we had to remember That's really important. what he yeah. said. Remember who he is. It's like the, the children of Israel when they're um, set free from Egypt. You know, it's like they're complaining and we got to remember who God is, what he did when he parted the Red Sea, when he fed us from heaven. We have to remember who our God is and that we are his children. Yeah. Um, so I knew, I knew the Lord had given him the name of our future daughter. I knew that these prophets told us to get married quickly. Um, so I had all of these things to stand on. That's why it's so important for us to be surrounded by the body of Christ, to be surrounded by those who um, are hearing from the Lord, praying and covering us. Um, and it's so important for us to cover our own self. And to be open to hear the voice of God, ask the Lord to give you dreams, ask him to speak to you. He knows what is coming. He knew why we had to get married quickly. He knew why I needed to wake up. He knew why I needed to pray. He spoke to Rob and I to pray every day, three times a day. We were being faithful to that or trying our best to. 
Um, so he was setting us up for a win and we won. Mm-hmm. We won. And mm-hmm. Satan did not steal anything. Yeah, take that. <laughs> take that, Satan. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, so important to, in those moments, to, that's why we need to keep those prophecies like arrows in a quiver at the ready at all times, you know, um, to, to wage a good warfare as Timothy talks about Paul, Paul encouraging Timothy, like, remember the prophecies made over you so that you can wage a good warfare. Uh, We talked about this on an episode last week as well. It is so important to do that because, Mm -hmm. um, so, and sometimes it, it can be something that doesn't make sense, you know, or you're like, okay, we're going to partner faith with that. Uh, yes, we are going to expedite the process of getting married which is a win-win on multiple levels, you know, uh, time away, other things, um, yes. you know, and, um, you know, you stepped out in obedience and you did that, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you're, I've had moments where I've seen a prophecy fulfilled uh, and I'm like, whoo, man, I'm so glad I listened. Like, I mean, even oh now God. I'm sure you guys are looking at it and being like, man, like yeah. God knows what he's doing. Yes. Because we talked about getting married in the spring of this year, yeah, pushing yeah. it back because it was just a lot. Like it was a lot of preparation. We planned a wedding in a month and a half, I think. Two that months. That's nuts. Two weddings. Nuts. <laughs> we had to get all my white family to Mexico, my grandma, my cousins. Oh my gosh, it was a lot. Yeah. Uh, but we were obeying what we really felt like the Lord was pretty clear about. We said, we don't know what's coming, but we're going to do this thing quick. Yeah. So uh, before we transition into uh, what's new for Crave, which is the super awesome thing that you're, uh, you know, you co-founded with your brother, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to hit on this really quick about speaking in tongues because what we were talking about it, um, you know, I had always imagined for me that it would be this thing people would lay hands on me and all of a sudden I'd get baptized in the Holy Spirit and then blah, 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 and it would it come out and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. That didn't, I didn't get tongues right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I spent several, I would say a while. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It was over the course of a, like a month and a half, but there was a lot of time spent alone where I would just sit. And some of you guys are like, think something's wrong with you because you mm-hmm. don't speak in tongues yet. And you're trying to do everything right. Mm-hmm. That's enough. Sometimes it's that yes. process of this. So what I did is I just sat on the edge of my bed alone and I would just sit and I actually, I would pray for a little bit. And then in faith, I would open my mouth. Mm-hmm. I just sit there with my mouth open and I'm like, God, I know, I like, I know that like, this is a promise that we have that we're going to speak in mm-hmm. heavenly tongues. I'm going to open my mouth and nothing for a while, <laughs> but I didn't stop. I wasn't frustrated. I was like, I know this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just spend time with the Lord, have worship sessions, and then I would just sit in his presence and then I would just open my mouth. Nothing. Okay. I'm going to keep doing it. I would sit, I'd open my mouth. And then over time, I would actually like my tongue would actually start trying to form words that I didn't know the word. I didn't, you know, it was in a different, a different, it was in a different tongue. Um, yeah. and so that kept happening, but still nothing. And I would be like, oh, it's happening today. And then nothing. And then I remember we were, um, a friend of mine was dealing with anxiety. And this is when I was in missions in YWAM. And then we all got around her and we prayed mm-hmm. and all at the same time. And all of a sudden I, I was praying like super intense. And then I realized I'm speaking in tongues right now. And wow. it, it, like, I got so excited. I stopped. You know, and then, uh, you know, and then it was like nothing for a little bit. So that one moment happened and then it was like, now I can do it on command, you know? So, mm-hmm. so let that be an encouragement to some of you sometimes with God. Yeah, we would love, I would love, are you kidding? I would love to pray for every single person and then get healed right away. I would love to pray for people and then bam, like get slain in the spirit, speaking in tongues, delivered all at the same time. You know, it doesn't always happen that way. And yeah. Um, I actually would, I actually prefer that because it, it prevents us from taking God and putting him in a box mm-hmm. um, and being like, Oh, X, if you just do this, then that. And it, 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 it removes the whole vending machine aspect of God. Right. So uh, let that be an encouragement to some of you guys who've been like, man, 
why can't I speak in tongues? There's something wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you. Just be diligent and pursue, yeah. pursue him, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, okay. Tori. Um, and yeah. I knew that was your story too. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I started talking about it, I just, I felt that it took you a little while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it did. Yeah. Cause we all have different brains. We all have different personalities. Mm-hmm. Jesus is patient. And he's kind. Yeah, and yeah. he walks with us on this journey. And I love that you said you just sat there and you opened your mouth. That was your faith. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got to do. Just open yeah. our mouth. Sometimes we got to make sounds with our mouth. And that is our faith joining with the Holy Spirit. That's so yeah, good. Absolutely. And then also, too, even with it, when it comes to evangelism and other things like that, on the topic of opening your mouth, sometimes you open your mouth and you're like, wow, that did not come out the way that I wanted it to. I sounded like bing bong, bing bing, you know, like horrible. Like it, I totally botched what God had to say, but then the person starts crying mm. and it's like, God's going to take anything and he's going to, he's going to use it to glorify him as long as you're doing it in the right heart. Yes. And, and so, um, yeah, uh, God's awesome. He's great. Oh, super amazing. faithful, super amazing. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, Tori, what is going on with Crave? Oh, Crave is going to three cities in the United States this year, um, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., and New York City. And our strategy is going to be very different. We'll be on the streets for, we're not sure if it'll be two weeks or how long it'll be on the streets, but we will go with a team of trained um, evangelists, and we're just going to hit the streets like crazy people. Um, I found out last night that there are 12,000 um, homeless teens in the LA region every night, 12,000, just teenagers. Um, so we're going to hit these cities and believe that Jesus is going to do miracles. I believe we'll see people healed and set free and delivered and receive Jesus right on the street. And, um, as we're meeting this, these people hearing their stories, um, we're going to be inviting them to this event. So used to, it, it was just teenagers. Um, I think we're going to, see a lot of different kinds of people and even ages at these events now. Um, they'll probably still be focused on the younger people, uh, but, but anybody that is hungry to hear about Jesus, hear about the truth of who Jesus is without religion and um, without any stipulation or rule, we just want to invite them, throw them an incredible event, incredible party, and um, see the Lord just absolutely set them on fire. Uh, There's something that I believe the Lord is doing to all of us right now. And I say us, I just mean the bride of Jesus Christ, those who are following Jesus and and listening to his voice. I see him pouring out his fire on us Mm -hmm. in a very radical way. And he's, he's doing it in such a way that we're all getting the same mindset, the same focus. We're hearing the same drumbeat from heaven. And um, I believe that that fire he's pouring out over the church is something Crave is going to take into their events now, um, just on a higher level. Uh, We're just fishermen. We're just having fun fishing. And we will do that uh, as radically as we possibly can. Uh, But specifically for the United States of America, uh, the Lord gave us these three cities to hit um, for spiritual reasons, as as well as... um, You know, obviously they're just huge cities with people on the streets, but we feel that these are places where Satan speaks from Hollywood, Washington, D.C., New York City. We want to hit the city where he um, he he speaks about politics and human rights and what we should. um, uh, You guys know what I'm talking about. Hollywood obviously is Hollywood and New York City is just looked at across the world as as the greatest city. And uh, the apple, the Big Apple is just Mm -hmm is is one of Satan's playgrounds. So yeah. uh, on a spiritual level, we want to hit those three cities to just hit back at what he is doing with culture. And I know that you guys know more than anybody what is being spewed out um, onto Gen Z and our culture, the, the level of darkness that is just being uh, talked about 
like it's completely normal. Um, you know, witch talk is like one of the biggest things now on TikTok where you can just be scrolling and a witch is in a, in a ritual and telling you what to do to receive this power or whatever. Uh, we feel like as a team, darkness is at just a whole other level. And uh, actually two years ago, before COVID, the Lord told us, you don't have to hide me anymore, hmm. specifically on your advertisement. We heard that very clear. Jesus said, you don't have to hide me anymore. They're hungry and they're ready. And of course, he said this before all the COVID craziness. So we didn't really understand. But of course, now we see everything has shifted. Even the, even in the church, we are hungry for the real thing. We're hungry for real revival. We're hungry for the supernatural. And it's the same way in the world, on the streets. Um, people are searching for truth. They're searching for real power. And um, so, yeah, our promotion's going to look different. Jesus is going to be on it. Simple, plain, clear. Uh, it's still going to be edgy. It's going to be creative. Uh, but before, it was just promoted as a party. So this is going to be really interesting for us. Mm -hmm. uh, new ground for us. Same, but totally different. So mm -hmm. I'm so excited to see what Jesus does. Do you feel like your trip in Ken uh, to Kenya, do you feel like that was like um, a big spark for this new direction for Crave? Or was it already kind of starting before then? Well, it was starting before, uh, really when I started dating Rob and, uh, that relationship was so pure, mm -hmm. which I think I've talked about on this show before mm -hmm. miracles began to happen within me. Um, unlike other times in my past, uh, the prophetic words and the deliverance of demons and it was just popping off and the fire was being poured out over me and then my brother and then our team and then our church. Um, so yeah, I think that started happening during COVID. Uh, and then the Lord began to open doors for us in Africa. He's opening doors in Egypt. He's opening doors in Europe, uh, that, that is exploding as well. So, uh, that was the vision for the States. We will have another stream or branch, if you want to say it that way, where God is expanding missions. I believe we will see 20,000 students come to Jesus in Kenya this year instead of five. The Lord's opening up schools and we'll have a totally different strategy. So, so much is happening um, in the midst of my personal tragedy. So much is happening. The Good Girl World Foundation will launch underneath Crave and we're actually going to change um, our name. So Crave will still be the event name, but Have Fun Fishing will be our, our ministry name. Oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. sweet. Yeah. You know, I, I look at, you know, just, just hearing this um, and the really, I mean, Tori, like the, the doors that are going to open as a result of you guys doing what you're about to do with Crave. Um, Rob is integral to that with you. And it's obvious that Satan can see, I, you know, Satan's not omnipotent. He's not omniscient. He does not all knowing, but he also sees in the spirit better than we do and can see things coming almost like a wave and right. will try and deter. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and so I, I look at this as I'm, I'm like, oh man, this was, not great you know yeah. like what happened was not great uh -huh. but what is coming because satan tried to intervene in the thing that's coming is great and uh -huh. so i'm very excited to see mm -hmm. what god is going to do thank you that's i'm so, excited. so great yeah i told satan in the bathroom of the hospital i will make you pay yeah. and he knew what i meant when i said yeah. that we are getting ready to see more people come to Jesus than we have ever seen in the last nine years of our ministry. And we will make him pay mm -hmm. uh, for all the crap that he has done. <laughs> um, oh, I'm just so excited. And, yeah. and so much more filled with faith, with purity, with gratitude, with compassion for the people. The Lord has poured out compassion on me during this time. 
Uh, you know, we know in scripture, it says that Jesus was moved with compassion. That's why he healed them. And uh, we have to have compassion to see, to see the miraculous happen Amen. for people. Amen. Well, how can people be praying for you and Rob? Oh, just continue to pray for his healing. Yeah. Um, it gets a little stir crazy in the house. I have to be with him um, all the time. Um, so pray for us. And uh, we're in some legal stuff as well. Anybody that's been through this kind of thing, you know, you've got to deal with insurance and lawyers. And that's not fun at all. Uh, so just pray that the Lord continues to protect us. Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Tori, I'm going to have you pray for the listeners. Um, how are you feel led? One thing in particular I was thinking is there are some people who are probably going through very similar circumstances to you right now um, mm -hmm. and maybe uh, are kind of stuck in uh, with their wheels spinning in mud uh, in terms of grief, sorrow, fear. Um, and we want to see that stuff broken off of people. Amen. So, yeah. Amen. That's what I'm going to pray for, that the Lord delivers you. Jesus, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your compassion to move on our behalf. Our warrior king, Jesus Christ, right now, I ask that you deliver your people. I come against every demonic spirit from hell that has attacked them. I come against every spirit of suicide, every spirit of depression, every spirit of anxiety, every spirit of infirmity, tragedy, trauma. I come against it now in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. We combat you and we conquer you with the blood of Jesus, and we send you back to hell from where you came. Every lie from the enemy. I can just see the enemy spewing lies to some of you. I see you sitting on your couch, and you're scrolling through your social media, and you're just listening to all the lies. Right now, by the blood of Jesus, I close the mouth of the enemy and all of his lies. We shut him up in the name of Jesus. And I declare that God's truth begins to rise up in you, that joy unspeakable begins to rise up in your spirit, that the mercy of God, the mercy that flows through from the throne of God begins to flow over you. And you are completely delivered of all of the enemy's attacks in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, that right now you're invading homes through this little screen. <laughs> you are invading homes. Your spirit is going into these homes, into their cars, into their workplace. Angels, we send you to them now. Rescue them and deliver them from the evil one. Give them their daily bread, God. You know what they need today, God. You know what they need. Deliver them from all memories that torment them in the night. Some of you, you can't sleep at night. You're tormented by thoughts. You're taken back to memories that are just absolutely horrendous. I come against those memories now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you to wipe their memory clean. May it only be filled with joyous thoughts in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, Victoria, how can people follow you? Uh, people are getting really excited about this crave thing. I just know it. So mm -hmm. uh, how can people follow that? You can put yeah. your book, all that good stuff. Uh, Instagram is where I'm mostly at, at Victoria Ray Sosa. And Crave is at Crave the Movement or CraveTheMovement.com. You can get my book at GoodGirlTheBook.com. And yeah. That's about it. Awesome. You got great stickers and stuff like that. Yeah, T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, here we go. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So link is in the description, everybody. It's right in the stuff we talked about section. You can click there. Boom. You can do it right now or like in, <laughs> um, in 30 seconds. Okay. Um, so Tori, thank you so much. So great. Thank We're you, guys. Praising God that Rob is on the mend, um, and that we're just going to continue to pray for expedited healing. Yes, absolutely. So, thank everybody, you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So, everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed Monday. We made it, everybody. We made it through Monday. <laughs>
Uh, tune in tomorrow. We've got Christina Baker back at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Going to be a great show. Always is. Um, and then obviously we've got a donation link at the end, electrifier.com slash donate. Make sure that this all stays free at five days a week and on as many platforms as we can manage, which is four right now. And obviously we're taking a portion of that and we are funneling that over to our amazing water well efforts in Uganda, Ethiopia, Nepal, and we're going to be even more places this year. So I'm so excited digging a new fresh water well every three days, transforming communities. And that's because of you guys, and your donations. God bless you guys. And the dog says, amen. God bless you guys as amen. well. Uh, come on now. So guys, we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Christina Baker. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 